Running all my life, sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. What do you think when you hear that sentence? Man, it sounds damn good. Damn good. It's been a lot of work, man. A lot of work. Going to a new team. Everybody staying the course. That team fight hard. T. Lou, unbelievable coach. Chauncey Billups, my big brother. So many ties to that team. But damn, this feels good. Chris, in this game, there was a point the Clippers cut it to seven. You then scored 14 of 16 points on your way to 41 for the game. What kind of mission were you on? Don't lose. Don't lose mission. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that feel good. I wish my son and my family come down here. I don't know, man. It's just a lot of emotions, a lot of injuries. I was getting an MRI yesterday on my wrist. A lot of shit going on. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just want to get over there with my team, Rach. Respect. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you when I give you the trophy. How about that? Back to you, Mike. You could just, you could hear the emotion in his voice. Again, it's taken him 16 years. One of the premier point guards throughout his entire NBA career. Now at age 36. I remember a few years ago, people were starting to say he was on his decline. What he did last year was magnificent with OKC just getting them into the playoffs. And then this year comes to a Phoenix Suns team that had not been to the playoffs since 2010. And here they are in the NBA Finals. Every single one of What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Bald Online Podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. I'm glad to have you guys back for this episode. I'm actually super happy for all my peeps in AZ and Arizona. Y'all deserve this. And y'all been telling me all year long. My phone's been been blowing up for the last couple hours. Uh, People from AZ, people who don't live in AZ no more, but they're from AZ, were hitting me up. Talking about you got to talk about it, you got to represent. Yeah, I'm going to represent for sure. I lived there for about five, six years. I went to Arizona State. Like, when I was out there, they had uh, the, um, the Phoenix Suns. They had Steve Nash, Stoudemire, Sean Marion, Jason Richardson, Quentin Richardson. They had Shaq, Shaqtis. Uh, they had they had uh, uh, Joe Johnson. Like They had a good team for a while. And they were so close to make the NBA Finals. They just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't beat the, the Lakers, right? Or they couldn't beat uh, uh, the Spurs. Or they couldn't beat the Mavericks. So they just had a tough time. I mean, there was a lot of good teams in the West back then that were really consistent in winning the playoffs. But, yeah, man, big ups to them, man. I know AZ is turnt right now. Everybody in Miller Avenue. Everybody in downtown. Scott's Downers turned over. Chandler's turned over. Awatuki's turned over. Like, the city's lit on all sides. Glendale's turned over. Like, the place is on fire. I'm just happy. I'm happy. Well-deserved for the Phoenix Suns. And round of applause. Round of applause for my boy, uh, Monty Williams. Uh, my boy, uh, James Jones. Uh, like, they they turned around the organization. You know, they turned it around. So before we kind of get into all that, I'm going to break down, like, what happened in game six in, in, in L.A. Um, it was pretty good for a while. 
But then the Chris Paul factor kicked in. I'll go ahead and break that down. But before we actually get into that, if you're new to this channel, you know, uh, go ahead and subscribe, hit that bell notification, and then smash that like button as well. Every time you actually do that, it does push the video content to the top of the, you know, YouTube with the algorithm system. So you know, it helps out a lot. For the ones that actually been tuning in during the playoffs, oh yeah, man. I'm about to give it to y'all too, man, because I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, for all the support, for all the feedback, I can't thank y'all enough. So let's just go ahead and, you know, break this down because, like, I wanted this not to go to Game 7. And like I said in the last episode, like, Chris Paul's been playing trash. Devin Booker's been playing trash. Like, like those guys got to wake up. In order to win a closeout games, closeout games are not easy to win. It's not. And in the performance that Paul George had in Game 5 in Phoenix, like, he dropped 40 points or 41 points. Like, the dude played great. He shot 15 for 20. Like, dude only missed five shots. But if you watch that game, there was points in the there, – there was times in the fourth quarter where he was kind of getting careless, like, you know – he had three turnovers in a row, and T, uh, Ty Lue called a timeout and knew he was tired. He was exhausted. The dude's been carrying his team since game four of the last round against a fully stacked team. Like, even Utah, to a certain extent, was, was, was pretty hard and was challenging for them, but they beat them. Then they played against the Phoenix Suns, who is it? Those guys are healthy. I mean, obviously, we know what happened with Devin Booker. But outside of that, this is a fully stacked team. And Paul George, without his performance, without his performance, this would have been a 4-zip or 4-1. So you got to tip your head off to Paul George. You know he's exhausted today, and he didn't really play good. I mean, I seen it in the game. I'm like, yeah, man, if, if he ain't dropping 40 points, he ain't winning this game. If he's not dropping 35 or 40 points... He ain't winning this game. If he's not efficient, if he's not playmaking, if he's not going to the basket, if he wasn't being the Paul George of game five, yeah, they're not winning. Even though other guys kind of stepped up for him in this game. But we're going to praise the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul. Let me start with that first. Chris Paul had 14 points in the middle of the third quarter. 14 points. And the, the 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 Clippers, this is the crazy thing. The Clippers won a 10-0 run in the third quarter, cut the lead down to seven. So they were like, okay, the Suns are up by seven at that point when they had a 10-0 lead. And ever since then is when the Chris Paul just went ham, went bonkers. Like he's like, give me the ball and get the bleep out of the way. Like get the F out of the way. Let me take over. He only had 14 points up to that point, right? He scored 31 points of his 41 in the second half. Like at halftime, he only had 10 points. And then he drops 31 in the second half. Like this is probably by far the greatest performance for Chris Paul in his playoff career, period. And this guy played a lot of games. 
And he played a lot of games. I mean, he was in the playoffs last year with OKC. And the year before that, he was in Houston. And the year before that, seven years, he was in, in the Clippers. And then before that, he was in New Orleans with the Hornets. So the guy had a lot of playoff games. Chris Paul scored or assisted on 59 points in game six win. They dropped 130 points. They dropped over 30 points each quarter. So all four quarters, they had 30, 32, 36, something, whatever it is, came out to 130 points. You cannot win when a team is dropping 30 points in each quarter. Unless both teams don't got no defense. Unless both teams are dropping 130, 140 points a game or in, in the game. But by far, this is one of the best games Phoenix Suns had in the series because all around they were efficient. They had 17 assists in the first half. The most ever, uh, I mean, the most by far this postseason by the Phoenix Suns. They shot great. They dominated on all fronts. Defense, they dominated in the paint. They dominated the three-point uh, area. They dominated mid-range. They dominated the free throw. They dominated with time of possession. Like they, they, they control the game. They, they, they literally control the game. And because of Chris Paul, from that seven-minute mark in the third quarter to end of game, the guy just took over, playmaking, hitting tough shots. Obviously, we all seen with this clip right here, you know, Pat Bev, like, I guess something was said, but nothing was said. And then he pushes or shoves uh, Chris Paul and then gets ejected. That just tells you, like, like you because of what he was doing, he got into your head. And Pat Bev got ejected, like, the last four or five minutes of the fourth quarter. But at that point, the game was out of hand. Like, they're already up. It was a blowout at that point. Uh, it just shows, you know, like, some people, even though a lot of people like Pat Bev's energy and – and the way he plays on the court, to me, that's a coward move to do. It's a sucker move to do. Yeah, you lost on your home court, you know, and Chris Paul, the guy you got, obviously you don't like. I mean, there's been reports that Pat Bev and Chris Paul don't like each other. We know that. And you're going to show him from behind, and he didn't say nothing to you. Like, he just, you're just mad that the dude is balling on you? Like, force your team to play zone defense because you can't guard him? Come on, Pat Bev. Like I, I like I like how you play, but that's a weak move to me. But we're not gonna give Pat Bev any shine because he out. This is about Chris Paul. What a performance Chris Paul had tonight. Like for real. Like, you know, like I'm happy for Chris. Like I really am. Like, like he deserved. Like what he went through this year, he deserved to be in the NBA Finals. I don't care about what people are going to say about the Lakers. The Lakers were injured. I don't care. That's just part of how it is. Chris Paul, when, when, the, when the Warriors beat the Rockets, when the Rockets were up, right, when the Rockets didn't have uh, KD or, or is it Steph Curry or one of those guys, Chris Paul gets hurt with a hammy in game six, right? Chris Paul is, is known to get hurt in the playoffs. He got hurt when he was in the Clippers in critical games. Like, he went through his turmoil. So now that people say, oh, well, AD was hurt. And and, and Donovan Mitchell had an ankle injury. And, and Kawhi is missing in, in, in this series. You know, like, he's not even playing at all. It happens. That's the name of the game. 
A lot of people get hurt. Obviously, not to we're not accustomed to this level because of the condensed schedule and everything else. But I don't, I don't want to get deep into that. Chris Paul overall, get, he deserves his his cookies and his flowers. Give it to him. He deserves all that. I mean, like, what a night. 41 points, 8 dimes, in 35 minutes with zero turnovers. Running back, zero, zero. Turnovers. 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 41 points, 8 dimes, 35 minutes play, zero turnovers. Yeah. One of his greatest performances in his career for sure. And it's crazy how it comes full circle. It comes full circle. Chris Paul played in the Clippers in the L.A. area, obviously the Clippers, for seven years. Seven years. Couldn't get over the hump. Right? He couldn't beat the Spurs. He couldn't beat the Warriors of the world, right? Couldn't get to the NBA Finals. They had a shot when they got to the Western Conference Finals, but couldn't beat, couldn't get there. Right? Leaves. Goes to Houston. Didn't work out. Goes to OKC. He's like, I want out. And they're like, yeah, we're going to trade you for sure. Gets shipped to uh, the Phoenix Suns because he wanted to go there. And he plays against the same team he played for seven years and beats him on the home court to go to the NBA Finals. I mean, it's, it's bittersweet for Chris Paul. Like, he... It, it can't turn out any better than that, right? The team that he played for, the team that couldn't... That had supposedly, you know, the Lob City, right? They had PG... Uh, sorry, uh, BG, uh, uh, Blake Griffin... They had DeAndre Jordan. They had Doc Rivers. They had Lou Will. They had Jamal Crawford. They had Matt Barnes. They had a bunch of players, right? But they couldn't get over the hump. But he goes to the same city and beats him in their home court to go to the NBA Finals. Respect. I tip my hat off because he balled out tonight. And Chris Paul has been in the league for 16 years. 16 years. Guy is 36 years old. And he's going to his first NBA Finals appearance. I mean, I'm happy for him. Like I said, I can't, I, I, I can't even emphasize the joy that I actually have right now because, like, I was, I was turned up for a couple of hours talking to people from Phoenix, and it just everybody's. Is just so excited. All they need is four more games. They need four more games and they're going to win. And then if Giannis, and we know the story, if you don't know, Giannis hyperextended his knee. No no, no damages to, uh, as far as like the ligaments. He's going to miss game five in Milwaukee. We don't know. Even if the Bucks do win, he's not going to be 100%. I had a hyperextended knee before. Not like like how it looked for Giannis in Atlanta, but I couldn't play basketball for at least two and a half months, three months, and I still felt it by then. So it's gonna be hard. So regardless, whoever comes out, right, the Phoenix Suns have the best chance. If Milwaukee, if, if Giannis is not even fifty percent, yeah, it's done. But we're not gonna get into. That. I'm not gonna, you know, over overshadow what the Hawks are doing. So we're going to see what's going to happen with those two teams. But we'll go ahead and see what happens next week. I mean, they still have a game on Thursday. They still have a game on Saturday. And then if it does go to game seven, it will be on 
Monday. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when the time does come. But like I said, Chris Paul, 16 years to make the NBA Finals. You know, uh, one of the one of the best uh, point guards in our era, right? I remember when he came out of, you know, Wake Forest and he balled a couple years in the NBA. People were comparing him and Dar- Darren Williams from the Utah Jazz like neck to neck and no one else. And then Darren Williams' career just kind of plummets ever since he went to uh, New Jersey, then eventually moves over to Brooklyn, right? Because they used to be in the Meadowlands. Jersey, then they moved over to Brooklyn, and and his career wasn't the same. Then like he joins LeBron James, and but Chris Paul is like steadily just hanging there. And then I remember like hearing, oh, he's declining. Like four, three years ago, oh, Chris Paul's declining. He ain't the same player. He can't go nowhere. He can't carry a team. He can't. Be, he can't even push his team. He will not be a good starter. Ah, oh, listen, out and all that stuff, right? Blah blah blah. And look where he's at now. I mean, you got to understand. The Phoenix Suns haven't made the playoffs since 2010. The last year Mar started, Mar was there before he went to the Knicks. So last time the Suns went to the, the playoffs, Steve Nash was there. Sean Marion was there. Actually, I take that back. Sean Marion was not there. No, he wasn't. Or he might... I'm not sure. But anyways, that's the last time the Phoenix Suns was in the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs for 10 years. 10 years. First time they make the playoffs in a decade. They go to the NBA Finals. That has never happened before. Ever. That's history in the making. How you make the how you make the uh, playoffs, then make the NBA Finals, but you haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. Matter of fact, the last five years, you was the worst team in the NBA. Arguably neck to neck with Detroit and Sacramento. But you was definitely at the bottom of the barrel for the last five years. And then all of a sudden, like that. You know why? James Jones. James Jones changed the roster. He changed the culture. He changed the whole organization. They needed him. And look what he did in the last few years. Hired Monty Williams. Great coach. Great coach. He's a great leader. One of the best X and O's, X and O coaches in the league. And the thing about Monty Williams, he lets you be you. There's other coaches like, no, it's either my way or the highway, right? Nah. Monty Williams, yeah, to a certain degree, he's going to coach. That's what he's getting paid for. And that's how good he is or how great he is. But he lets you be you. So that's why I think the Phoenix Suns, it's been a decade, but the turnaround is crazy. So, Phoenix Suns, man, when was the last time they made the NBA Finals? 93, 94? They lost to who? They lost to Michael Jordan and company? If you remember that team, Phoenix Suns was a good team. They had Dan Marley. They had Charles Barkley. Kevin Johnson. Uh, who else am I missing? There might be some other players. But that was a good team. A very good team. That's 28 years. If I can count correctly, that's 28 years. They haven't made the NBA Finals. And they're back. They're back in the NBA Finals. And it sounds crazy because some, most of you guys probably don't even know. 
But I was a kid at the time. I was young. I was a young buck. But man, it was a different city at the time. Different, different culture. Then different atmosphere. Now, oh, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. The city's gonna be turned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna be there. Okay, believe me when I say that. I'm definitely gonna be in Arizona for the NBA Finals. You can count that. That's my word. Like I said, this hasn't happened before. First time in history. Didn't make the playoffs in 10 years. Go to the NBA Finals. You know, like I said, credit to uh, the Phoenix for the stellar year this year. Uh, they had a great year this year. They're the best team on the road. They had the most road, uh, road wins. And they closed out two series in this playoffs on the road. And it happens to be in L.A., it happens to be in L.A. They beat the Lakers, right? They close out that series in L.A. in the Staples Center. They close out the Clippers in Game 6 in the Staples Center. I don't think that has ever been done either. That's crazy. But, yeah, best road team. They had a great year. Second in the West. I mean, most of the year they're, they're, they were number one. But, you know, they kind of fell down to second or so. You got to tip my head off. I, can, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't say enough about the Phoenix Suns. They 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 play great all year long. They deserve to be in the NBA Finals. And guys, like I said, need to step up. They stepped up. Drake Crowder had tonight 19 points. He gave you 19 points, hit a lot of crazy three-pointers, like contested threes, like in-your-face kind of threes. Yeah, Jay Crowder stepped up. They needed him. Like I said last time, you can't have eight points, Jay Crowder. And same thing with uh, uh, Mikel Bridges, who had nine points tonight, which is terrible still, but he – Played a lot of defense today. Um, he had six points, but Jay Crowder showed up today. At least one of those guys had to show up. Um, like I said, Devin Booker played well. Respectfully gave you 22 points. Um, you know, the, uh, he got hit in the nose or he got hit in the face, in, 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 you know, in this game. So I don't know if that kind of kept him back a little bit. But still, 22 points, respectfully, not bad. You know, D.A., Deontay Aiden showed out. Yeah, he gave you 16 points. He gave you, what, 17 rebounds? He has 17 boards. Like, when he is playing like this, the Phoenix Suns got a shot to win any game. Any game. Like, bro, like, he's, like, every game he's giving you, like, 16, 15, 14 rebounds, two blocks, three blocks. It's crazy. And he's hella efficient from the field, too. Like, he gives you 16 points or 20 points, whatever it is. He's only missing a couple of shots. You know what I mean? And his shots are not, like, he's not in the paint, like, banging on you either. Like the dude has a very soft hand, very agile. You know, he, he, the way he finesses to the basket, you know, with the layups and the, the jelly the jelly rolls and, and, and the, the fadeaways and the little hook shots, he'll bang on you. Don't get it twisted. But, like, the guy is very crafty in the paint. Like, he, very, he has good hands and he has good footwork. But when he plays like this, you know, you expect the Phoenix Suns to do well. But, you know, Paul, I mean, uh, uh, Chris Paul – 41 points, OG, triple OG, man, CP3, you know what I'm saying? State Farm, what, Cliff Paws with the column? Yeah, yeah, he showed out, man. The dude played great. I can't I can't talk enough about that, but let's go ahead and talk about the Clippers for a second. The Clippers, you know, you got to give them credit. You know, they played the best player, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George played at the hell of a playoff. Still to this moment, he leads the playoffs as far as as far as in points, leads the, the playoffs in minutes. Like the dude's giving you more. He's, he's playing like forty one minutes a game in the playoffs. 
That's crazy, bro. Like, the last time I seen that, like, it was LeBron James in 17. Like, no players is giving you 41, 42 minutes a game. That's crazy. And he's and he's performing. Yeah, he might give you a couple headaches here and there, but that dude's giving you, like, he's averaging 31 points ever since Kawhi went down. You know what I mean? And the guy was fatigued in game, uh, game five in Phoenix in the, in the fourth quarter, and he still dropped 41 points. So I tip my head off. You know, like I said, you know, he, his performance tonight wasn't wasn't up to par. It wasn't it wasn't great. I I sensed it. Dude was tired from the rip. He had 21 points today. He shot six for uh, 15. Yeah, six for 15 today, which is not great. Um, it's like 40 something percent, I think. Uh, not he had nine boards. You know, and he, he wasn't really playmaking. Two dimes, only two assists. So pretty much he was getting the ball. And he was just trying to create for himself. You know, Paul George is great when he when he gets everybody else involved. Uh, Reggie Jackson, you know, I'm gonna show this clip right here before I speak about what he for his stats. You know, um, like the guy came from the bottoms. You know what I mean? And he played great. He's gonna get the bag this summer. Somebody's gonna pay him. You know what I mean? But like LA believed in him. Paul George called him when he was on a buyout in Detroit. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this clip for you guys. You know, uh, check it out. You know, and, and and it shows you how much passion players really have. Even though they get paid a lot of money, you know what I mean. Players get emotional about this stuff. So yeah, go ahead and run that clip for me a second. Most fun year. Um, not sure where you're gonna play. Ups and downs. Guys being injured. Um, still finding my way in this locker room. First thing I told those guys is thank you for saving me. And I appreciate it. I appreciate every guy in that locker room. I appreciate Paul for getting on that phone last year. Uh, at the end of the season, when we was talking to a buyout with Detroit. I'm thankful for everything I've experienced being here. Uh, this city making me feel home. This organization welcoming me, my, uh, my quirks, my strengths, my weaknesses. I'm not here to do it without this team. I'm not still playing without this team, so. Man, you know, dude was, dude was tearing up. Dude was crying, you know, because I don't think he only, he's going to be here next year for the Clippers. You know what I mean? Um, they got a lot of things to work on. They got to figure out the Kawhi situation. Is Kawhi going to stay here for one year and then sign a five-year deal with the bird rights after that? Or is he going to sign for four years, $176 million this summer? But it all depends on his knee. But, like, I'm going to go ahead and break that stuff down for free agency down the road. Uh, but they're not going to sign Reggie Jackson. He's going to be out. Somebody's going to pay him. He's going to go somewhere else. Um, but he had a great year, man. He had a great year. Like they said, like, hey, they saved they saved his career. They saved him. You know, and, he, and you can just tell he was just genuine how he felt. And how the pressure, like what he was saying. And so I mean, like overall, with the with the Clippers, they like only the only players that came out and really performed well uh, was who Marcus Morris had twenty six points. Dude played great. He played almost the whole entire game. Uh, Reggie Jackson, you know, thirteen points, you know, eight assists, but you know, like you can also tell too, like he wasn't really. Like the Reggie Jacksons that we like of the previous games, 
you, you know, you had uh, Pat Beverly give you 11 points. DeMarcus give you 12 points. But outside of uh, Paul George and Marcus Morris, uh, other guys didn't really step up. You know, you had Terrence Mann who played 30 minutes and give you five points. That's whack. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lou Kennard played 15 minutes and give you three points. That's whack. You know, Nicholas Batum played 20 minutes or so and give you nine points. That is whack. Yeah, so I mean, like, they, they didn't have guys today that, that came up. So, but it is what it is. Like, they're they're down a man. Uh, they, they, you know, they were fighting, you know, to get to this point. Respectfully, you got to give them their kudos, man. Um, because Paul George just showed the whole entire world what he can do, you know, when he leads. Um, obviously, he doesn't have a Robin. You know, so if he's the Robin, he doesn't have somebody else for him. So don't don't say Reggie Jackson, <laughs> don't say Reggie Jackson, Hoover Alice on that team. But um, it just showed. So ne- we'll see what happens going forward. Obviously, he's locked in with, with the Clippers for a while, but we'll see what happens. And can't wait, man! Can't wait for the NBA Finals to be you know start next week after you know this July Four weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'll go ahead and break down uh, the next game with the Hawks. Uh, in Milwaukee, is it game five? Yeah, game five in Milwaukee. We'll see what they do. We'll see what, how they respond. Milwaukee responds without the Greek freak, Chris Middleton. I don't get it, bro. You had 38 points in game four, and then last game, game five, you played like ass. You know what I mean? Like, you only dropped, what, you had 16 points or so, 17 points? That's terrible, man. You are the man now. Let's see what you're going to do. But I'll, we'll speak about him after game five. Yeah, man. So that's that's a wrap for tonight. Um, just want to touch on one thing before I let y'all go. If y'all going to have, you know, if you guys are going to go out for July Fourth, just be safe. You know, uh, safe travels wherever y'all go. And like I said, just try to be safe, man. De- the Delta variant is crazy right now, man. It's crazy. So y'all vaccinated, just make sure y'all safe. If you're not vaccinated, be hella precautious. But until then, man. I appreciate it for y'all tuning in. If y'all was still watching it to this point, I appreciate the love. We'll be back about the Hawks and the and the Bucks and see what happens. If the Hawks make the NBA Finals, that's going to be the story for the summer, for real. Cinderella underdogs making it, man. But until then, I appreciate the love. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.